Toda la noche sin dormir Ok, so I cut the rest because um, I didn't hit the notes quite like I wanted to It was a dreadful reality I had to face It's like the dreadful reality everyone has to face Because there's a virus on the loose and everyone's staying home A lot of people didn't think that something like this is possible didn't really surprise me. What surprised me is how quick people acted on it and actually listened to it. But when you have a common enemy, uh, like a virus, you know, it's not like Russia <laughs> coming to attack. No, it's we're all fucked in this, you know. It's like if you get sick, it just increases the odds of me getting sick. So please don't get sick and let's avoid me getting sick too. Um, it's nice, you know, I like, I like this common enemy, quickly, quick alignment against it. Sure, a lot of people are gonna die, and some some shit sucks for a lot of people with their situations, not being able to go back home, see their families, uh, not being able to finish their uni, to do their traveling, or like uh, they have to rent apartments that they can't afford because they can't work. A lot of people are fucked, you know. A lot of industries are getting hit, but uh, the world is quiet outside. If you go outside, it's silent. Um, Smog apparently in China almost disappeared because the factories are closed and people aren't going out. So like, how quickly? Just been like a week of quarantine and and worldwide, how something global like this can happen. I I so and I enjoy it. it. Just proves to us how we can act quickly on things that matter, and that results do exist because of it. Um. Yeah, I'm impressed. And it's nice to see how quickly just us chilling at home without the need to do anything because we're always with this need of, of the next thing, the next thing, the next thing. Uh, is that, you know, everything's better off for all other animals because we're just more chill at the moment. We're chilled out. So that's my thoughts on it for the moment. You know, I, I, I definitely think this is something that we needed. Uh, I wonder what's going to change afterwards for everyone. Now that, you know, people are more willing to let people work at home. Um, I don't know. Our actions have consequences and it's pretty clear. So I uploaded the episode before this. I uploaded just the voice note that I sent to my brother. A bit of it was in Arabic. Uh, sorry for anyone who didn't listen or sorry for anyone who didn't understand. I, like I said, I, like, I wrote... 3,000 words almost just like I, I went on on my Evernote and I I wrote Dear Musa and then I just wrote uh, a very long thing but it was so freeing to write it you know almost as if it was to him Mentioning like the best and worst things that I saw in him or I see in him as a brother. You know, some things I might have right, some things I might have wrong, but at the end, you know, I, I had caps lock on and I was writing, you know. I wish you guys can see my brother the way I do because I, I don't want him to, I don't want to make him seem not to be someone who's not nice or the guy is genuine love and kindness, but he has a sharpness and, uh, and uh, an edge to him. A sharp edge to him self that sometimes he 
lets loose by accident, sometimes on purpose. But uh, he's a sharp person in, in any case. And like in, in, like a lot of the times when I'm around him, because I idolized him growing up, I I wrote this in the letter and I, I, I was so happy that I articulated it that way, you know? How I want to find it. Man, this letter is really strong. Shall I read it out? It's a tough one. I mean, I'll always have it. I can always read it. But I found the sentence. It's what I will always hate about you is how dumb and childish you think I am on a consistent basis that I can't help but reinforce your image when I'm around you. Anytime I'm around him, I don't feel like I can be myself anymore because he's there. He'll take the scene. He'll be the main character, not me anymore, you know? Um, base, basically, a lot of my character is also based off of him. Not anymore, not the same way. But... Uh, he quickly assumes that I'm an idiot, you know, in a lot of things. And why? There's no reason. What I think his biggest issue is, as much as he's loving and, and generous, and I don't have to prove how much I love him, I know how much I love him. His biggest issue is that he denies people their emotions with his rationality. He... Like I remember, I had cancer, and I was I was. He didn't, took me to a party with him. I'd lost my hair at the time, and I really couldn't. I couldn't taste food at the time. Everything was metallic. Uh, life felt like it didn't have a taste. Um, 
a lot of what was in life didn't have a taste at the time. So I started seeing less color in things. I started seeing that things were dull and and colorless. And I told him that I was like, you know, I was sad and I was like, I can't, you know, I can't see color. Everything's lifeless. And he denied me my emotions in that moment. You know, he made it seem to me as if something was wrong with me thinking that way, even though that was the reality I was in, instead of accepting it and, and being like, oh shit, dude, you, you know what you went through. Of course you feel this way, it's gonna pass, you know? But no, he denied me my emotions. And he does that often, you know, where he where he doesn't take what you feel seriously enough as if it's a reality that exists and then he pushes his reality onto you. Um, which is a very bad thing, man. So I'm going to tell him to his face that I think there's something wrong with him. But, like, I sat in that hotel room and, like, as aggressively as I was writing this letter, at the same time, like, the contrast, my hands, okay, my hands were typing and they were fast and, and, and everything was flowing out of me. But on the bed sitting there typing, I I was very calm while writing. You know, I wasn't angry or anything. I could feel the emotion moving through me. And the words, you know, being as hurtful or as capital letter, you know, caps locked as they are. I was really calm, which was very nice. And it's so healing doing something like that writing a letter for someone and then not sending it to them, you know, because fuck sending this to him. I don't know what he'd think or what he'd... Uh... <clears throat> I don't know what he'd think, what he'd... anything, really. A lot of points that I made, I think he, he would just downright disagree with. Some points that I am personally also not seeing correctly. But uh, he did pay for my education, but you can't bring that up in the way that you did, you know? Making me feel bad about you doing something that you were morally and personally, emotionally and everything obligated to do. Something you would have done regardless of what type of person I was. And then being the person that I am doing their absolute best in their lives almost as, as, as much as I can, man. I'm still human. And then you throw something like this at me, and you know that I'm who I am. And you don't get to speak to me this way. And I said that very clearly in the voice message. I could have had it be a stronger point if I just stayed quiet afterwards, after saying that, like gave it a good pause, definitely. Um... <clears throat> I'm seeing a lot of that in me right now, like these small things that I would do or wouldn't do that like just genuinely have that extra push that I've been looking for with people, with, you know, I'm detaching quickly from bad things that I see in myself when I'm talking to people and just adjusting again. I had the issue of almost always articulating the thing that happened, you know, and like with my boss, for example, I can't go ahead and articulate everything to him that I think I did wrong. I can't I can't even see what I did as wrong. It was just the conversation that we had. And next time we have a conversation that's similar, I can do better, and I know that. And next time we do have that conversation, I will just simply do better. That's it. There's no reason to mention it and bring it up and articulate it. 
I used to do that often. I don't know why I thought that was the right way to just keep telling people what I was going through. Go through what you go through, understand it, make sense out of it, and act better. That's all you really need to do. People are too busy in their own acts. Don't break the act unnecessarily. Break it into into your flow and, and push that flow. Um, to be smarter that way is so essential. And a part of me just like really, truly f- sees it now a lot more than ever is how I don't ever need to show any specific side to myself to to make someone like me or to convince them to to be with me or anything like that. I guess like because I mentioned this in, in the letter to my brother that I think like he he thought that the downgrading of like when I under negotiated my down negotiated my salary uh, by by a bit. He called that insecurity, and I thought about it. You know, is it insecurity? Is it insecurity? Is it insecurity? No, I just took someone who I thought was genuine to his word, and so far I think like he's genuine into his word. You know. Um, and he got me books to read and everything. I'm in good in a good relationship with him. But every other conversation, every single conversation I had afterwards with my with my brother, he mentioned the insecurity again, insecurity again, insecurity. And like in the letter, in the letter I wrote my brother, I was like, in the end of it, you know, please, please call me childish. Please tell me I'm insecure, when all of my fucking insecurity came from you. And I was like, whew. Fuck, you know, as much as I try to be everything, the one person in my life that I've always wanted attention from really was him. And I always felt like I had to do something to get his attention, to be me, you know? But fuck that. I don't need to be anything. But to translate that feeling to every other relationship that I have is also wrong. Um... So it's nice to artic- I have a very bad feeling right now, you know, even looking at this letter. A lot of it is emotion that I put out of me but I don't want to get back to again, you know? And a part of me feels like I still have more to shoot out somehow. <laughs> and a part of me wants to shoot it out. Um, but I think I'm going to do this more often, you know? I have people in my life that I feel like I should write letters to like this too. That I haven't emotionally dealt with properly before. Like, uh, dear... Uh, some other people Uh, on another note I've been meditating again lately like properly uh, because I used to do the breathing exercise most often back uh, the past three months or so so that I wasn't meditating but I was doing the breathing exercise Uh, but I wasn't going to a calmer place in my head and now I am, and it's nice, you know, to go back to that peace again every now and then. Um, I just got distracted by a Facebook post about toilet paper, because people bought a lot of toilet paper. Ooh. When a word travels faster than a disease, when we all stand behind a common enemy that isn't us there is only one answer toilet paper I wrote that but I didn't post it I went through my Facebook and deleted almost all my older photos 
because fuck identifying with them. Fuck identifying with anything. I want to recreate the, the image of myself big time. Even to myself, not just uh, to other people. I don't want to go through my posts or feeds or, and see these pictures of, of someone who I really no longer am. I look back at myself and I was like, how, how did I ever see myself in that light of need, of want, of expectation, story, attachment? None of it was necessary at all. I just want to be fucking done with it. I want to shut it all all off in a way. Show a much clearer, deliberate, genuine me. I mentioned the meditation because I did a meditation on um, transforming anger. Essentially, you meditate normally, you know, you sit down, you scan your body, you feel it, but you understand that, you know, there's nothing special about anger, it's just an emotion. It is what it is, and as you meditate, eventually you start breathing in and out, but all of your focus goes on your out-breath. That's it. So when you breathe in, all of that attention is on your out-breath, and you count with it too, until 10. You just count the out-breath. 10 times and I did that for like 10 days and just like I I because I see anger in me I used to see it more and now I'm because like it's it's not just about the meditation it's magically being a solution to this no it's because you're taking the time to pay attention to something in you that you're putting in consistent attention on, over a period of time and and then you're just, you know, you resolve it as much as you can because you're putting that awareness into it and accepting it and understanding it. Now I'm doing another one on patience. I'm using Headspace, by the way, because like now I'm making money. Like my first salary, nothing is saved from it. I'm actually like 200 minus, but I'm using uh, my roommate's deposit, actually. He gave me a deposit for his apartment, for the apartment, in case he doesn't pay rent or if he um, breaks something, which isn't a very big amount. But uh, I'm just using that whenever I need to because sometimes he does send the rent late, so I do have to pull out money from his deposit to pay the rent that he didn't send me yet, like a day or two too late. Um, and I'm definitely giving it back to him as soon as he leaves or as soon as we leave the apartment so I don't see anything wrong with doing that I had to buy a chair during the quarantine so that I can sit at home you know I, I have a chair for my desk but I hate it and I have a chair that I can put on the ground and, and I also don't like it too much so I just got myself a layback chair for like 79 euros that just looks amazing and, and it's laid back, you know, you can sit on it for a very long time and be able to just, you know, write or do whatever you need to do without it uh, being uncomfortable. Read, stuff like that. I thought it was absolutely necessary if I'm just going to be quarantined at home for so long. So I went and got it, carried it from Ikea to the bus and then from the bus to, to home. And it's nice to see myself be fit and being able to do these types of things. I'm controlling my food a lot more. 
my uh, what I eat, what enters me. I've been eating candy too every now and then. Don't think otherwise. But uh, soon enough, I want to do like one month without any candy. See how that goes. We're doing one month without uh, any fapping. Me and my roommate now. Like we're eighteen days in, I think almost. Um, Yeah, I'm really so much more okay with with who I am, and I can't believe I ever wasn't. You know, uh, but I'm just following a feeling, essentially. At the end of the day, I'm just trying to feel what I think is right what I think is wrong and <coughs> trying my best caught up with uh, my childhood crush the other day Caught up with an old friend that I haven't spoken to in four years. I ghosted him out of nowhere. Um, it's nice, you know, getting back in touch with people, getting in contact, healing, seeing what they thought, seeing what you think. Because back then in high school, all I could have ever wished for was having the conversation that I had with uh, this girl, my childhood crush, the other day. And then I had that, and while I was having it, I was like, damn, can't believe this. It's all I would have ever wanted back then. Now I'm having it now, and I'm enjoying that I have it, but I don't have the attachment to it that I would have had if I had it back then. And I made it clear to her, you know, I wouldn't fall in love with her again, and I don't think I, I would want to have anything. Let's just, you know, talk and see what happens. Um... But generally, you know, I had my time being attached to her the way I was attached, and I'm okay with not being attached to her, like at all. Um, so something that I'm past, you know, and I think I need something different in my life. Uh, I'm stretching a lot during yoga. I promised a friend I'm going to send him the link to the yoga that I'm doing. Yoga with Cassandra. I really like her. She does 10-minute uh, yoga sessions almost every day. And they're very... You know, I've been doing them almost every day. And I just feel genu generally more in tune with my body. And like I'm seeing my days differently now. That's something I wanted to point out. I'm seeing my days differently. Like I see how every day builds up to the next. But I'm also like, okay, today, this and this and this is what I did. It's fine that I didn't do this. I realized this mistake. I'm just going to try again tomorrow. I'm just going to try again tomorrow. I'm just going to try again tomorrow. And just see. Because like I'm just getting rid of so many kinks that I have so often. And just like tiny bit of a few things that will always be left. That I'm trying to also get past and I feel 
I'm seeing the value in, in a day and I'm seeing the value in waiting a week to do something on a day. Um, And I'm starting to see more and more, you know, the, the second you find yourself attached to something that makes you react uh, too negatively or too much in a certain way, you just have to ask yourself why it's like that in you and how you can get past that somehow. Because sometimes like if I was living back home in Jordan, not Germany, I don't know if I could be as, as calm as I, I am right now, you know, in this place that I am, I'm in in Germany. There is a certain freedom to everything, you know, you can do whatever drugs you want and have whatever type of sex you want. No one will look at you or judge you, no one gives a fuck. Back in Jordan, everyone gives a fuck about everything that you do and you can't breathe. Now, <laughs> I'm all about being detached and everything, but I don't know how I would be if I was back there, um, living there like everyone else. I genuinely have no idea. I genuinely have no idea. I spoke to Rashika today, a friend of mine who told me she had leukemia um, a while back. Uh, not leukemia, she had lymphoma or something, a type of cancer. And I was cleaning my room, talking to her and everything. And it's nice because I had cancer, she has cancer and like she knows how to relate and I know how to relate and she's so witty and a very, very good heart. So I was cleaning my room and when I got my new phone, my iPhone, it comes with two Apple stickers. So I pulled out the sticker and I felt, you know, precious and valuable, just like the Apple logo is. So I just took my pants off and put it on my ass, on my right butt cheek. Then I pulled my pants up and I continued my day and it's still on my butt. So I have an Apple logo on my butt right now. And that's the type of person I am that does weird shit like this and doesn't give a fuck, you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I'm fun. I'm enjoying myself in my life. I just really want to write a good book. And I know that, you know, I've I'm, I'm been procrastinating about that because I still haven't uploaded the course. I know that all I need to do is just like sit down and upload one, like just edit one episode and then I'm going to see myself editing all of them. Um, I, part of it is because I recorded a lot and it just takes a lot of time to just manual the work that you have to go through because I'm working at home. Whatever the excuses are, it took me longer than it needed to. And I'm not sure how I can start anything else or finish anything else before finishing these things. So I have to finish these things. Uh, these things meaning two online courses about communication and learning and um, the understanding intelligence. I was asking myself the other day why I never actually bought it and had it delivered to me, to my door uh, as a printout, uh, printed out book just to see how it looks like in person, just to see if I need to change anything about the design, um, how how it is reading from it. Um, 
as as it is a book and I wanted to wait till it's like absolutely done um, but I shall oops need to charge I'm gonna be posting my. I'm gonna be posting my room and the furniture in it on Instagram as a story. Um, I want to, you know, document transformation in my life. And about the book again, um, the description I have on uh, Amazon is like just the gayest thing ever. It's like understanding intelligence. The description that uh, that is on the Amazon page for my book. Yeah, I'm gonna read that out. Understanding intelligence without thinking about it, you're already building an idea of what this book might be about and what it might bring into your life. Like how fucking how, like how would, if I was if I was like reading something like this, I'd be like you know fuck yourself. <laughs> Who are you t to tell me what I think, you know? But like, not even just that. Uh, how does this convince me to buy a book for three fifty or however much it is? Because um, uh, I was I was thinking that like there was a book that I wanted to read, and it was like uh, like two hundred pages about a topic that I cared about, and I saw that it was like three fifty or four euros, and I was like, why the fuck would I want to put four euros into this? But then again, it's knowledge that changes you, you know. It's knowledge that, that, that really puts perspective into your head. That's so much worth more than any money that you can pay. But to convince that, you know, I should probably write that down. You can pay. I have to convince people to buy the book, not just talk about dumb shit about the book, you know, with, okay, what it might bring into your life. We don't have the time or energy to invest in things that bring us nothing. There's a million other things you could do. You're born in a specifically human way, ready to interact with the world from the start. Here you are breathing life into words that would otherwise be nothing but meaningless, letter drawn on a blank and unseen page. I really like this sentence. Sometimes, you know, like I'm, I'm reading through my book sometimes and I'm like, when the fuck did I write, you know, such a coherent paragraph or a sentence? I'm like, nice. But then, you know, I see another paragraph. I'm like, what the fuck <laughs> is this even? Um, this divine and unique quality to you, your ability to create and give meaning to the world so effortlessly. Without you, these words would mean nothing. How crazy is that? How is it we're able to interact with the world and give meaning to things in every single thing we do? How we turn sound into beautiful melodies and how we use lights. It's nice. It's not bad, but like I'll rework it and uh, and make it better. Um, who do I know that's a good graphic designer when it comes to books? No one. 
I don't think I know a single person. That's not good. Because a lot of what the book's cover is like is my idea of what it should look like, but I'm just curious. Oh, I didn't uh, order it as a paperback because I need to edit it in a form that accepts paperback. I didn't do that. I only edited it to be in Kindle format and put it in Kindle Unlimited. I can sell this book better, is what I mean, you know? I can rearrange stuff to, to be at the beginning that grab attention better, that uh, convince people to move on in a nicer way, starting with a story, like a powerful, very strong uh, entry into not just a story, about, but like a, a scenario that's being built, you know, a structure that's being put together. Um, and slowly, you know, it comes together. Like, that's the, that's the point of the frame. That's the, it's a framework to being at the end of the day. It's a structure being built in people's heads as they read it. So it's about making people aware to the, to the most subtle things. Um, making people aware of the most subtle things. And just being aware of them that one time. is enough to keep you awake your entire life and choose a life of wakefulness of being the maximum of every moment even if the moment is nothing so that's what I'd really like to to put together you know it's nice to take the time to think. I'm going to just be using the podcast more often to, to think things out in a nice way and actually act because it's just talking and doing nothing is, isn't helping too much at this point. A lot of the times, like I'm, I smoke, for example, um, and I sit down and I have my notebook and I think thoughts out loud that I'm analyzing about myself or whatever, and I write whatever I find interesting down. And it brings up like interesting things, actually. Let me... Because I took the time to clean my entire room today and like organize things that I boxes that I haven't opened in ages. Uh. It's like a conversation I had with that old friend I mentioned talking to again. He went through a phase when he was 17, 18, chilling with like really rich people, taking a lot of drugs and cocaine and alcohol and stuff like that. But now he like really loathes that shit. And he was telling me about how he hates how other people aren't learning, you know, and they're still doing the stuff. And I said something like, you've had your time and you've seen that high. You know, if other people didn't get the chance to see that high the way you did, 
and you've seen that that's not something that you've wanted or needed, but they don't. They've convinced themselves that they wanted or needed it their entire lives. And now, um, you know, you're, you're, you're bro- you've broken away from that attachment. They haven't. So you don't get to judge that way. So then it hit me again and I wrote that down. Um, then I mentioned something about how a drug changes you in the sense that it gives you... I wrote coming on a drug changes you. Like when you're on acid or ecstasy or whatever and you have sex and then you come, you reach, uh, you're orgasming and you're, an orgasm is a high. And with the drug, you're on a very, very different type of high. And then once the drug wears off and you're back to reality, you start seeing the world very differently. Like I think that's one of the things that really change you quickly is that then you start craving a different type of high with everything that you do. You know, it changes the high that you view the world from comparatively with your expectations. And that's, um, I thought it was interesting, you know. So you write that down and then... I don't know, my handwriting is sometimes weird. Yeah, here, like, I always tell people what I do, and that's what always gets me into trouble. You know, I don't need to articulate everything. Um, like, really. It breaks the act. It lets you, doesn't let the act go on the way it needs to, you know? If you react too strongly to something, maybe something to look at. How are they dealing with this in hospitals, actually? The virus. I haven't been seeing how hospitals are dealing with it. I've been home or seeing things on the internet. I haven't really seen someone sick, like how they really are. So yeah, that's one thing. Um, I want to, like, um, a lot of what this book is is based off of things that I went through personally in my life, um, or things that I'm currently going through, you know, sometimes things at work happen, conversations at work, um, situations with friends, um, with my roommate, things like this, and these things, like, I'm trying to hold on to so that I can write about them one day, but then again, like, I'm always like, if I try to hold on to these moments so much, I can't be in them as they happen. So I need to be in them as much as possible and remember them somehow because you'll usually forget. I, I, you forget, I forget. Um, I wish I could remember almost everything, but that's not the point, you know, it's the point is to be as much as possible. And some things happen that are or like conversation strings happen that I find interesting enough to and I have the attention and time to write them down, which I do. Uh, a lot of them and but eventually having all of these bits and pieces in one thing but putting them in a book is a very completely different thing you know so being in being in a state of writing and being in that flow of writing where you start putting things together in such a way that that it just it's like magic and glue like invisible glue coming together in your head it's it's really nice um, that's where all that magic happens, you know? So there's no need for me to, to hold on to, to the things so much, trying to make something out of them. It's just about living it, knowing it, 
understanding it and then being able to translate it into words that form a story that that glues itself together in someone else's head um but that happens as i construct because just sitting down and constructing is a game in its own way you're playing you either continue you beat the boss and you continue like it's it's not like consuming um this is why i like games you know games you can't beat the boss you can't continue somehow the same with uh with writing you like if as a writer you it's like you're creating but playing a game and things and characters are moving and interacting and only a certain limit of things can happen within the continuity continuity of the story and how how it can move forward still making sense um and at that point as you're writing sometimes you write something you're like yeah but the character would have thought this you know and then you continue with what the character thought rather than, than what you think would be the easiest or best way to go with with the thing and i think that's something i'd like to reach i'd like to reach a point it's funny <laughs> a quick interruption i'm really happy that i sat down and talked i didn't feel like talking i was like i already uploaded my brother's uh, the voice notes i sent to my brother which is technically a recording that i did this week and uploaded this week so it stands um <clears throat> So, but like all of this, I, I'm glad that I'm saying right now. Um, so I'm glad that I'm here. And the point that I was saying was, I want to reach a point where I'm able to just sit down and go through all of these different patterns of thought of different characters and write them out not necessarily think them or be them myself but to be able to articulate them and write them down is, is a skill in its own and i want to have that ability and hopefully i'll grow into that more but uh right now it feels like i'm collecting from everywhere as much as possible and i, I need to form it and in, in, in that way but to also trust that even if I don't record something, uh, I need to trust that I'll, it'll come out of me again in some form or manner that that's in this story or narrative or shapes it the way that it needs to in one way or another. You know, even if it doesn't directly enter the book, it would have at least shifted my thoughts in a certain way or shifted the words in a certain way to lead to something else. You know, everything has an effect. It's like every player in a football field has an effect on where the ball goes, even if you don't touch it. Just because you stand somewhere means that the ball is going to be going somewhere else because the guy is going to try and avoid you, you know? Um, and I really think that that's a lot of what life is in a, in a very real sense. That ball moving, but everything moves that ball. Um, and again, you know, that's why it's the most famous sport because it represents us the most winners and losers and then people celebrate and then you can always continue you can always come back and play again and learn play again play again play again the loser is forgotten the winner continues even if for the smallest mistake you know it's as if the loser didn't exist the loser puts his head down and walks away and the winner puts his head up high and continues again and again and again and again and again interesting stuff one last note i want to admit um i've been you know i actually like looked at my my adhd as a problem um i was like 
I'm not being as focused as I need to be. And, uh, regard, even though like I meditate and I work out and everything, like I'm not doing, you know. And and even like at work and stuff like that, sometimes I get moments where I just can't pay attention, um, which is fine, you know. It's the brain does that. Um, so I thought, you know, I looked at supplements that I can take that uh, help out with this type of with this shit, and it turns out uh, zinc was on on that list. And I bought zinc supplements, and I've been taking zinc supplements almost every day, and I really feel like they've made a very big difference. I don't think it's placebo. Um, I really genuinely feel like uh, I'm in a state of focus that I haven't been in in a very, very, very long time as a person, or ever as a person. Like I feel like I leveled up. You know, I feel like I'm 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 in a different field now as a person, and maybe that's why I had to go through Facebook and delete almost everything and change the podcast logo. I changed the podcast logo, by the way. Hoo Congratulations! I didn't put the name of of the podcast in the logo. Because why? why? Why would you need to do that? Every time the podcast is there, the name of the podcast is mentioned next to it. So why does the logo itself have to have the name? It's just meaningless. Midnight messages to a brother. Um, I think I'm going to do that more often. Midnight messages to people. Sometimes when I send a message and I think it, it makes sense. How I communicate myself. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm not. I changed the logo. Could have done that uh, two months ago, but I didn't. Could have done that six months ago, but I didn't. I did it now. That's what matters. That's what always matters that you've done it. And then you can continue having have done it, entering a new stage. You all, all, usually only get to that stage when you, you know, need to. I don't know, something you need to look for yourself. Um, okay, uh, something else. Uh, yeah, I got another supplement called Gingeko or something. And it's been actually very, uh, very good too. I really liked it. Is that uh, Ginkgo is what it's called. It uh, helps this dopamine type of stuff in your head because for me it's the reward center is, is what the issue is. Uh, sometimes I feel like no matter what I do, my dopamine won't be repl replenished. Uh, it's like a feeling I have. It's difficult to explain. And this is like this is supposed to regulate that a bit better, but it also dilates the blood, so it's easier for you. Like when you bleed, you bleed more. And there's more chance for you to bleed in your brain. But it's a natural plant that's been used for thousands of years, apparently. And it's one of the healthiest supplements taken by a lot of people. So I was like, let's try it out. And I liked it. And it's nice. What I also did is that I still have ADHD medication from the time where I used to go to the doctor. It's not Ritalin. It's called Elvansa, which is a type of... It's something between Ritalin and amphetamine. Like It, it has a stimulant in it. Uh, so I took it last Saturday, I took it this Sunday, like really taking it rarely. Um, uh, but it's nice to remember that I can do stuff without feeling like I need to be anywhere else. A large part of what I what the issue is for me is, is like I don't put 100% into something and then I'm, I'm just thinking about the other things that I could be doing when I'm doing this thing. And it's never like this dopamine chase is never good, but this like taking it once... 
a week, it uh, reminds me what it's like to be uh, attentive, a state that I should naturally be in, be in, you know, and I know that. But it's not something I'm abusing, it's not something I'm depending on, but it's something I'm making use of because I see that I need to. Um, exercising is on hold as uh, all gyms and everything is closed the calisthenics group that I used to go to can't train anymore either legally not allowed to have more than two people in, in a place doing something <laughs> yeah yeah the government was like uh, no no gatherings of larger than two people um, except people you live with and family of course otherwise I ordered myself a few cool books Pimp, story of my life, story of a pimp and how he convinced people to sell them their bodies and give him the money. It describes how capitalism <laughs> works, apparently, from Dave Chappelle. Nathan de Weise, a book my boss recommended, and De Besuch der Alten der Tame, also a book my boss recommended. I got a weight scale at home. I don't like it too much. I feel like it's low quality. I got a new mouse, got coconut chips. I like coconut chips on mango. I got frozen mango, wait till it, uh, it's not frozen anymore, it's still cold. And I put coconut chips on it and then I eat that. I, uh, yeah, I should talk about my diet more because it's, it's a lot of what I am. Because it took me a while to like see what I need to eat, when to feel good and it's always changing. Something I always like to eat is uh, Sardines with some lettuce, lemon, balsamico on top, a bit of olive oil, and an avocado. On I like with it. It's like a very good fat, getting in, into you a good amount of fat. Um, I like uh, meat, but um, I don't know what it's called. Not minced meat. Not where the meat is like completely cut and, and put together again. But uh, when you have small chunks of meat, uh, duck meat or beef, I really like that recently. Kindle Unlimited membership. I got myself a membership in Kindle Unlimited, um, which is basically a service that, uh, like me, I have my book. It's also in Kindle Unlimited. If you remember, you get to read books that are in Kindle Unlimited for free. And for every page that the re you read, the writer gets paid. So I registered and I got two months for free because I'm already a member in Amazon Prime and it gives me access to all of these German books for free like novels written by people for free so I'm just reading like German novels now from my phone because I somehow enjoy reading from my phone at the moment I have glasses that stop blue light so that's cool and the screen itself um can like you can put a blue light filter on the screen so i'm reading german novels now to it's like i need to get my german on a higher level i can see myself reaching a uh, plateau and at work i'm hearing a lot of german all the time and i'm speaking german more but i i know i can be communicating better and i need to bypass that and the only way to bypass that is to push more and more and more maybe write more in german um and that's not something I It's not something I do often, um, but I'll be reading more, definitely. Uh, and I read like a thousand page novel 
called The Way of Kings, which is a fantasy novel. I was just disappointed. It was a nice book, man. I wouldn't have read it if it wasn't good. But uh, I was looking forward to finishing something. I like finishing something. Like a 300-page book. I, I'm happy that I finished it. But a 1,000-page book, like after 600 pages, I was like, fuck my life. This is too much. And it wasn't It wasn't even like I went into it thinking it was a complete narrative. It turned out to be uh, a series. And, and like six books and three of them were out. Each one is a thousand pages. I'm like, fuck this. <laughs> I really just wanted like one solid, powerful narrative in my face. Uh, and I didn't get that. But uh, you don't always get what you want. Right? Seems like a good of a note as I need to end this. Um, I'll always have more to say, but I'm glad that I got a lot of what's on my mind out in a good way. I'm excited to see what I become, but I'm also very, very happy with what I am. But I know that what I am right now is going to do a lot. Uh, I really hope. Like, like even, <laughs> I like how I usually say that I'm going to end an episode and then keep talking like 15 minutes more. But generally, like, I wrote a piece about Corona, expecting, like, oh, like, if I write this, you know, it's going to change the world, people are going to start acting different and stuff. Then I was like, what the fuck, you know, like, why ever think this way? Uh, I want it to happen through my work as a novelist, through my stories, definitely. But writing something like this right now, where everyone's talking about it, it doesn't make it special, you know? It's going to make it like everything else and people will just forget and go back to their... Like what's happening is already enough to... If the people aren't thinking for themselves what they did wrong or what they can do better, then nothing I write on Facebook as a post is going to get people to change. It's just too meta, it's too general, it's too... It's like my description for, for the book on Amazon. It's not practical, it's not pragmatic, there's no action. And I really see that in uh, like the words or what I do or everything. Like It's at the end of the day about action. Everything otherwise is an abstraction of action. Intelligence is just you abstracting, um, like your imagination, you're abstracting action that you can eventually maybe do uh, a theater in your mind that you you let yourself play. How nice, right? There's so much room for living in this life. It's like if we just take the chance to, to be... If I would just like write without the precondition of thinking that it has to be something more than what it is, you know, except it is only what it is. And as long as you make it what it is as best as possible, then it can be something more than what everything else is because it's just a category on its own. <sighs> Thanks for listening, if you did. I'm um, pretty sure my the only person that's going to listen to this in, in my life is probably my grandchild or grand like grandchild I know you can be a, a girl by the way <laughs> I know that um, yeah let's see what happens six years from now seven years from now it's already like almost a year and a half since I started doing this I stopped listening to the episodes as often as I used to but I should go back to doing that. Uh, 
I honestly can't bother. I don't feel like I need to present any type of image to anyone. I just want to be the absolute of myself. Thank you, Apple, for being on my butt. A friendly reminder. <laughs>